0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Dreamcast. My name is C.T. McManus. As always, thank you so much for being here. We got a great show for you this evening, guys. We are being joined by Monkey Wrench, the Food Fighters, Ultimate Food Fighters Tribute Band. And we also will be having Honey I'm Homeless coming up at the second half hour. Uh, guys, got a lot of great stuff happening. In fact, uh, there will be an ultimate show coming down the pike. That will be August 12th at Sweeney's. It'll be our first time in Sweeney's. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be a 90s tribute show featuring the band, one of the bands that we have on the show this evening. Uh, one quick reference to our... Uh, Spot or sponsors Rosenfeld Dental Associates, located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. Come rock your smile with the rock doc, Dave Rosenfeld, nominated one of the top dentists in Jersey for 2023, as well as Island Craft Company. I'm sorry I didn't get that ticker ready in time, just had a lot going on with the grandbaby Uh, Island Craft Company, you can catch them out at uh, most of our live events, guys. They uh, feature rock jewelry, custom gifts. Great stuff, guys. You can find them on group pages on Facebook under Island Craft Company, or you can reach them at phone number 267-671-6931. Um, and check them out, guys. They have a lot of great stuff. They were at our last event at Rockin' the Moose too, and uh, they'll be featured at a lot of our upcoming events as well. So without further ado, it is my honor and great pleasure to bring on to you guys, the guys from the Ultimate food Fighters Tribute, Monkey Runs. Guys, thank you so much for being here. How you doing, man? I good, see, man. You. How are you? Good, good. Great, great. great. So, great. so um, just a uh, couple, you, you know, there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk uh, about as far as the food Fighters. What, guy, what got you guys involved in wanting to do a food Fighters Tribute? Um, the, there's always a million acdc tribute bands out there a million other 80s tribute bands out there you guys may be maybe the second out of all the like hundreds of bands that i know that pay homage to the Foo fighters and what got you guys involved in wanting to do that uh well um it kind
1: of goes along with exactly what you said when we put this project together it was that there's there's so many of the same thing, you know, not dissing any bands out there because every band out there is great, but there's a lot of this and a lot of this and a lot of this. And I wanted to do something completely different. We wanted to do something that, that nobody was really doing. And Foo Fighters is not only one of, if not greatest rock and roll band on earth. Um, their music isn't easy to do. So, you know, putting a project together where you have to have good musicians doing what you're doing, it, it makes it that much more fun because it becomes, even like their new album, which we got, um, <laughs> if uh, uh, you listen to it, it's not easy stuff. It's complicated. And, and that's what just, it's, it's so much fun to learn something and push yourself and push yourself and push yourself.
0: Now, the, the one thing that I have to say as far as Foo Fighters, Anybody who knows me know, knows, I and don't shoot me, first mm. off, let me preface this by saying that I'm not a big Nirvana fan, never really was. But I have to give major credit to Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, but Dave Grohl in particular, with what he accomplished after Nirvana, after the juggernaut that, that Nirvana was, Dave Grohl kind of reinvented himself with this band. Yeah. Um, what would you guys say would be like the difference or the mindset as far as like that is concerned? How, how was he able to pull that off?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think I mean, Dave's always actually
2: been, um, he's always been a songwriter and even in Nirvana, you know, he had the little things here and there, but he didn't, you know, Kurt Cobain was the main songwriter and Dave had always written songs and had them on the side. So I, I think, after the the morning period, uh, the, after Kurt Cobain had passed, um, I believe that you know he he just he you have music in his soul. and He has to continue on, and that's what he did. He did his first right, his first demos were him cutting all the stuff on a little tape and uh, called himself a different name, as we know, because he didn't want to be recognized like that. So and um, and that's and that's it's basically history from there. But he's always he's. He's a, oh, it's a word I'm looking for. He, uh, oh, my gosh. He's a, a, a songwriter who's a... Oh, my gosh. I can't forget the word, but he's a great songwriter. Prolific, He's a prolific songwriter. Okay.
0: Now, I mean, that was the one thing that, like, really struck me about Dave Grohl. Uh, like, like I said, I was not a big Nirvana fan, but after the fact of Nirvana, Dave Grohl went on to even have his own TV shows where he would dig deep into like blues music or he would tell stories from the road or he he seemed very vested in rock and roll. Like Dave Grohl was such a rock and roll fanatic and involved in so many like and you can tell by different uh, various bands that he brought up on stage throughout the years. And different covers that he's done or different tributes that he's done to certain band members. And just that strikes me as somebody that really, really knows the world of rock and what's involved in that. And honestly, one of my favorite parts of Dave Grohl was uh the pick of destiny. Gotta love Dave (laughs) Grohl and the Pick of Destiny. The devil. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Classic, classic
3: That's
1: Classic, stuff. Yeah, classic yeah. Kirk Black. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Jack Black. That's good stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we well, actually have say- uh, one of uh, one of our members, Johnny Jupiter Long, uh, says he actually took a lot of influence drum wise from disco. Um, I'm not sh- I'm not a drummer, so I don't know that per se, but is there a lot of, do you see a lot of disco influence in his drum playing? Do you?
4: I don't.
1: No? No. No. I, I see a lot of just drumming. Like everything he does is drumming. You know, he, uh, in, in his uh, NPR interview that he had, he said he, he writes the songs like that. You know, he writes them where, where you know, it's bass snare, bass snare, tom-toms, and, and how he writes the songs. So it's still drumming. And to me, disco
4: is very repetitive. It's a, it's that standard thumping background yeah. thing. And I don't think Dave Gold does that at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. Going um, back to your your original question, OCT, you asked about why Monkey Wrench. Um, when Mike reached out to me and said, hey, let's play together again. We had been in prior bands together. And he said, uh, I want to do a Foo Fighters tribute band. And I was like, Foo Fighters? Nobody's there. Da- Nobody's doing Foo Fighters. Well, that's why we're doing Foo Fighters. <laughs> and and he's absolutely right in the sense that it challenges you as a musician because it's not a just crank up the distortion and, and play it. It's a you really got to play it. Energy, it's, it's, it's hard stuff. It challenges you as a musician, and that's why I think we like it so much. Now, I,
0: I got to ask you guys, because when it comes time for like 80s tributes, and a lot of them get into wearing the wigs and the makeup and the spandex and things along those lines. How close to a look would you say you guys have to pull up? Because I'm starting to notice that with the 90s, maybe the look isn't as closely needed as maybe the 80s is concerned. Well,
1: the, there, are, there are people who, who take it to the extreme and look at we don't. Um, we're a zero. We don't, we don't look like them at all. We, we, we try to sound as much like them as we can. We try to to pay a good homage to what they do. We don't care about looking at them. I love going to see 80s and 70s bands who dress up like it because it brings back the greatest era in the world. Right. We right. have the greatest music and the greatest everything, and it puts you right back in there. So let them keep doing it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's, I think it's each band's choice. We just don't choose to say, let's let's look exactly like them. We Let's sound like them.
0: Now, as far as the sound is concerned, I think of the movie Rockstar with uh, – with mark Wahlberg, when they were they they were at practice and they're like it doesn't sound like the record it doesn't sound like the record like how diehard are you guys as far as making that sound
4: i i think we we mimic the music but sometimes we'll take a song and make it our own change it up a little bit as far as the intro or how it goes but um i don't know know. we're we're pretty close to it but we'll we'll add we'll extend the leads we'll we'll change the beginning of a song we'll do something like that but it's it's Foo fighters i mean it's
0: now let's get into like the forming of monkey wrench and where you guys come from Oh, that's
4: all this guy
0: uh (laughs) let's get a little bit into your band's history how long you guys been together how how to form
1: wow um as a band we've been together only just about two years a little over two years okay a little over two years but the years and decades of musicianship that is in this band um uh my my lead guitar player Ed and Bob my rhythm guitar player we played in cover bands together um Bob's done stuff forever Ed's done stuff forever Carl's done stuff with other bands forever uh, our drummer Dennis he's from Denmark and he, he played stuff there too um we've all just been in a lot of bands and when we I personally when I got out of the original scene I, I didn't want to do the original thing anymore anybody that's out there and knows it knows it's tough yeah, I it's commend tough. all of you for still rocking and doing it I just couldn't do it after 22 years I was done that's it you know and uh, I want to put something together that was fun but that like they said that not everybody was doing
2: and that's what we did it is fun too that's what it we did <laughs> yeah say it again it is fun just being part of that when you're in the zone and you're and you're in those songs i, I mean it just brings it to another level it's just uh, it's it's a great experience it's just really fun to be part of
0: now going from that original to that the the cover or tribute scene there, it's got to be a little bit more freeing because you're not so worried about how your songs are going to go over and what environment they're going over in. But you're kind of going into an environment where people already kind of like that stuff. You you, you know, people, people that are coming to your show know they're coming to see a Foo Fighters tribute. So it, it's got to be a little bit more freeing and a little bit more relaxed as far as trying to put that over. Am I correct?
1: you are correct but at the same time with original music it's the same with this too if you're not close enough to what the crowd is expecting to hear you know when they come and see Foo Fighters or Alice in Chains don't Double pilot's Godsmack any one of those bands you come and see them you want to be able to close your eyes at some point in that show and say okay I'm here I'm I'm at the show I'm I'm listening to the band you know not listening to somebody trying to play the song or whatever and throwing it in their set but you're literally here this is the music for you this is what we're here for right so you, you it, it becomes like if you don't get it right and if some of the fool fighter songs like it, you know we might skip one in, in 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 a set because you know we just learned it and and it's not exact and there's parts in it that you can't screw up you know
0: I'm trying to uh bear with me i'm looking through sure. the comments as they come in um yeah, that, okay. Yeah, that, that didn't that come was, through. I was right. trying to read that. Only got to QX, and I don't know where it went from yet. So, um, I am now. Oh, you know what? Bear with me for a second, guys. But um, yeah, it, it's there is now. H- here's another question. And <laughs> I was actually put on the spot for this one. As how far do you guys rely on? Um, knowing your material as opposed to maybe iPading it or uh, different um, different aids are concerned. Do you guys use anything when you guys perform?
4: No. Oh hell no, no we just no, use pure no, energy. No. Uh, no. There's, but there's no there's no iPads, there's no iPhones no. when we're playing. It's no. all it's all there's no know. backing tracks. You know there's you know no.
0: that was a thing that you know I've caught a lot of slack for in certain so I, in certain circles is i'm i'm a purist i think if you're going to go perform somewhere for anything you need to know your craft you need to know your your material yeah otherwise it's almost like playing karaoke absolutely and i i applaud you guys hardly i mean very much for for doing that because i i think it's it shows your craft. It shows how much you care about an audience by knowing your material before you step out on stage. You guys look at it that way. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I mean, if your goals as a band are to continue the band and and be loved by many uh, and share the great music of the Food Fires, that's really what we're doing. Um, you have to be versed and rehearsed in what you're doing uh, so you have the confidence to play out there and, and have fun with the audience and have the audience have fun with you and be part of the music so that's a good point you make ct is that we you have to be and and whether you use backing tracks or or other gimmicks whatever as long as you just still there's still a a formula that you need to to perform properly and 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 well yeah you You know hit those notes don't go flat you know stay in tune all this stuff you know don't miss the chord all that stuff don't miss the beat it's it all you know how it is it's just uh very important to be tight so we recently
4: our drummer is in Denmark for the month of June, so he's away. Um, we identified four new songs that we want to learn. So what we went off, and we all did our own thing, and we rehearsed them on our own, and we got together in my, usually we rehearse in a studio, but since we did have a drummer, we rehearsed in my basement, and we played them for the first time, and I think we nailed two out of four of them first time around, Yeah. and then after playing the other ones, two or three times, and again, no sheet music, no
1: iPads, no notes, uh, we just, Play them. You, you need to know the stuff. You need to know what you're doing, and then you, get you together, know you have to practice.
0: I, I think that you guys uh, said, well, I, I forget uh, who said it just just now, but somebody had said that as far as knowing the knowing the the people who are coming out to hear that, and maybe n- running through a song one or two times and knowing you're not ready to perform that live, so sure. you're holding back on that, holding back from performing that yet. I think some bands, now I just want to pick your brain on that one, as far as some bands will go out and perform that because they know it'll go over well with the crowd just because they're playing a certain song. It might not be the greatest version of that song, whereas you guys are really of the mindset of you really need to know that song before you approach that song live.
2: Every song has to get, I mean, to deliver it properly uh, because the timings are, you know, there's different key changes or time signatures. We have to be able to perform it. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't feel comfortable. We rehearse all the time, you know, once once a week or once every other week. So we pretty much know what our, our, our uh, you know, if it's going to work or not. And usually it works because we make it work. And, uh, yeah, so we, yeah. we're pre prepared.
1: But right? if if it doesn't, there's no reason to bring it out because for us, we, we have a show for people. We, mm. we You pay money. You expect to see a show. We're going to give you a show. right? And I don't want it to be half-assed. I don't want it to be okay, it was good. I want people to go out of it and go, wow, when are they playing again? And even with the other bands yeah. we play with, it's important to play with really good bands. And then right. people just love all these bands. And now everybody comes and sees them again yeah. because you give them a show. Yeah.
0: Yep. Now, you guys are playing in what I consider the like the tribute circles. You're That's, like, yeah. it's definitely a tribute. And there is a mindset that I've come across as far as the tributes are concerned the bigger tributes, those that are out there playing theaters, those that are out there performing certain venues that they are the cream of the crop that I'm talking like the the get the lead out and some other uh, uh, schism from toll certain tribute bands are out there and you know who they are, you know, who they're tributing. What do you think makes the difference between say a, a theater type tribute as opposed to like a smaller venue tribute just getting your fan base as soon as you
1: get your fan base you know i mean we we started out playing you know bars and whatever and then you know now we're we're, we're you know got you know sweeney's with you we got sussex, uh, Fair, you know, sussex fairgrounds We're playing you stone know pony. union firehouse stone, stone, stone pony, pony. Yeah. and i mean you just get you get a bigger fan base because you keep playing. You keep trudging at it. You right. keep playing. If you're doing what the crowd wants, they're going to keep come, coming to see you. And the bigger crowd you get, the better places you play. Or And you tag along with somebody. If you can find out some of these bands and go see them or do whatever and, and, and get an opening spot with yeah, some of good. the bigger ones, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that because you will get a huge fan base out of that especially if you're good.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know exactly.
1: what you do. You're gonna get so many more people, and and it's great to see when you go to see other bands and 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 people recognize you. Hey, I saw you with blah. Hey, I remember you played blah. blah. It's you just get a bigger fan base. That's what that's what it is. That's all it is.
2: They all started small and and longevity. Yeah, yeah. We've we've only been together two years, a little over two years. So get the let out. I mean, I saw them. Uh, I saw them years ago. So I mean, those you know those timeless. And they're you know they're national and our goal is you know our goal as a band is to to be uh, I believe we have that level we can be at it's just a question of getting the ball the snowball rolling we just got to keep it rolling and getting bigger and bigger so yeah our fan base is building
0: definitely so I, I want I'm wondering and I'm only asking so that I can throw this out there because this is the first time that I'm doing with. Doing this, I announced this on my Facebook live video earlier today. We are playing a new game. If you guys are into it, we'll play it. If you want to pass, I'll give you guys a chance to pass. We're playing a game called "What the Fuck." Oh, we're still so playing that.
1: I mean, come on. Just
0: so, what I'm going to do because there's three of you, uh, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys have a notepad or anything by you. So, in order to keep this. As easy as possible. When I ask a question, we'll, we'll do a three, two, one countdown. Either hold up one finger or hold up two fingers. One for the first choice, two for the second choice. What happens is I roll the dice. I ask the question from the book, and you guys give me your answer. It is totally random. Let's do I'm it. Not, it's not questions I came up with. Is it musical or is it uh, anything? It's anything. All right. All right. Let's All do it. All right. Let's do it. So, Let's do it. Uh, The question is, it actually is red, white, and blue dice. So, we're talking uh, 146 is the question. (laughs) And what we plan on doing is cutting this down, just so you guys know. We're planning on cutting it down into bite-sized pieces, whatever the funniest answer is, and putting it out on our TikTok video for the week. Cool.
1: So, it has to be funny. All right. We can do that.
0: So, the question is, would you decorate yourself... With dandelions and attend an opera for free season passes for a year to your nearest city's traveling Broadway show. One for yes, two for no. Do you need me to repeat the question? Everybody, no, all right. Three, two, one. Hold up. One or two. Both guys. Oh, sorry. All okay. right, so everybody, <laughs> you're all willing to decorate yourselves with dandelions, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely on. What the fuck, yeah, all right, see if we can get into a rougher question for the next one. Red, white, and blue, we're talking uh, 433, and we'll do one more since there's three people here. Well, you'd have to give Carl daisies because he likes, yeah, I them prefer better. daisies
1: actually. You know, if we're going to decorate him, he's got to be daisy. <laughs>
0: All right, would you be willing to bleach all of... Don't hold up your finger until I'm done the question. Okay, okay. All right, would you be willing to bleach all of the clothes you own if every flower manufacturer put photos of you and your belongings on their product packaging? One for yes, two for no. Can you ask that one more time? All right, would you be willing to bleach all of the clothes that you own if every flower manufacturer put photos of you and your belongings on their product packaging? One for yes, two for no. So, three, two, one. What do we got? Everybody's in a. Bleach stones are the worst, too, man. I'll tell you, these (laughs) are Last question. And we got red, white, and blue. We got 611. Let's go to 611 in the book. (laughs) And it is who would you rather go on a cruise to mexico with no. captain steubing from love boat is number one or your least favorite aunt or uncle is number two no. Oh, i can't say that three two one hold up the finger that matters oh, yeah Captain, captain loving all day long. Is, is, is
2: Julie gonna be there
1: too? Yeah. No, he's
0: probably? pulling into women, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. dreams,
2: dreams are made
0: on the love boat. Exactly. He'd <laughs> exactly. be the greatest we, captain You'd be the yeah. band. We'd be the band playing yeah. there. Exactly. <laughs> so with that being done, uh why don't we talk about some upcoming gigs for you guys, upcoming dates, and how people uh, find them out?
1: Okay. All right. Well, you can uh
2: nj.com will give you everything Or um, Facebook or, or our, our Facebook list. we just posted a fit fa- on, on Facebook our most recent post as of like two hours ago has our shows that to yeah. rest of 223 yeah but next up we're coming up uh july
1: 7th we're at tennessee avenue beer hall in atlantic, atlantic city. city good spot man good yeah. spot okay, great place. show that's going to be a great place great peanut butter and jelly shots you have oh, to try yeah. them unbelievable 40 beers on tap oh, beautiful yeah. beautiful uh the following day july 8th we will be at union firehouse very excited for that very excited for very that very good, good show of, uh, mount holly right Mount Holly, mount holly, mount holly, holly yeah um, we got some private parties coming up uh, in July and stuff. August 5th, um, draft uh, August 5th we're at the Draft, draft House in Washington, Washington, Washington. In the outside um, Washington, the Jersey. beach bar, if okay. you will. it be great. Uh, August 12th, we got this incredible gig <laughs> coming up with some amazing bands. We got the Godsmack tribute. We got the Alice in Chains tribute. We got Stone Temple Pilots tribute. And a Monkey Ranch Very playing insane. at Sweeney's.
0: Philadelphia, going to be a great show. That for that that one. One, That's going to be an epic we're show. We're very excited. Yeah, we're, we're we're a excited little plug, plug there, there
1: huh? That. There you go. we have. <laughs> um, we got we got a few coming up in the fall too. And put your stuff on uh, the calendar. dingbats Ting bats yeah man new, new year's, year's eve. eve really good stuff yes. and congrats on that one yes with yeah. with uh Wiki garden the stone temple pilots tribute and the lead betters uh, um the pearl jam Tribute.
0: Speaking of that Wicked Garden, do you guys have another show this year with them? I could have had, I thought I... We have, uh,
2: yeah, we, we have play um, on August 11th at the Sussex Fairgrounds Fairground. with them, yep. There yep. it is, yeah, I thought very so. Very excited, very
1: excited. And I was actually, yeah. I actually played with them last week at Debonair. I stood in, I uh, subbed in for their bass player at their show. Oh, actually.
0: awesome.
1: It was a awesome. great show. A great, It was a great show. show. Yeah, very exciting. show. Now, do you guys
0: have music. a band website, or is it all Facebook? Yep. Yeah, oh, it's uh,
1: yeah. www.monkeywrenchnj.com. Monkeywrenchnj.com. Oh. NJ, New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey.
0: <laughs> so from one Jersey head to another, man, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for thank, rocking with us. Thank you. you. Thank, you.
1: thank you for everything you do and anybody out there listening. I mean, get on this guy's site. Get with him. Yeah. He knows his stuff. He's great at everything he does. And, yeah, just trust We're him. looking forward to meeting yeah. 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 No. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. So. Hey guys.
0: Guys, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, man. Thank you you. All, All right. right. You got it. So, guys, there, there it was, man. Monkey Wrench, really excited to announce that show August 12th at Sweeney's, but they have a plethora of other shows coming up soon that you guys are definitely gonna want to check out. And uh really, really excited for those guys. Man, uh, so so much going on. It has been a very um, for months it was dry. It was real, real dry out there. And um, must admit, now we're getting a lot of the rain in. We're getting a lot of the the weather in. And uh, rain is a good thing. So um, make sure you check out some shows, though, some live rock and roll. And um, enjoy the time while you're here. And bear with me for one second, guys. Thank you so much once again for joining us rocking with us it is my pleasure now a little bit early i hope i'm not overstepping anything or waiting for anybody else but i want to bring them on i saw these guys i I gotta preface this by saying you know there was a festival to uh play the bamboozle festival and i saw these guys rock a club in south jersey during philadelphia eagles playoffs Which is insane. I mean, if you live in this area, I can't tell you how over-the-top Eagles fans are. You guys know already. But if you're outside the area, everybody in this area bleeds green. I mean, there's a few that don't. I'm not a big football fan, but I went and saw them play Eagles Sunday in the playoffs, and the place was mobbed for Original Rock and Roll. Guys, this next band I'm bringing on is really, really excited to talk to them. Honey, I'm Homeless. Brother, thank you so much for being with us.
3: Thank you for having me. Appreciate and it.
0: So, uh, like, I don't know if you caught my preface, but that that show at uh, for the Bamboozle Festival, there was so much junk that fell down from that, but I, I heard there was a lot of amazing positives that came out of that as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely meeting new people, getting to, um, play, you know, at the, at the Casey Ray's and we were playing, I think was round one and two. Um, just really fun meeting people, new fans and, and, uh, new booking agents and stuff like that. We got to talk to it was really the, uh, the best part of it.
0: Like I said, the thing that blew my mind and a lot of the fans, you know, there's a lot, there's been a talk for a long time that a lot of, uh, the younger fans or a lot of the young kids don't care about rock and roll. Don't care about live music. Don't care about anything. And Eagles playoff Sunday. I got to say when you guys played Casey Ray's man, at least half that crowd, at least if not more than half that crowd were 21 and under.
3: That is true. Yeah. It was good to see young people getting out there and, and listening to new stuff. And yeah, that whole thing, it, it was great the kids are coming out to shows. It's just, um, you know, you got to have something that really grabs them that takes them there.
0: And you know, that's something that I've fought for a long time with other people in, in the business, in the area is a lot of people want to discredit the younger fan, but I, they're as hungry as we were. I mean, you got it. There's not enough that's catering to them.
3: Definitely. I agree with that. I think when I was coming up when I was their age and that young was, the, those venues we couldn't get into you know we were doing right. open open mics and everything before that and then um, you would play people's houses and basement shows and stuff like that and then of course the litigious society would come on later where they you know a kid would get hurt in the pit and then that show would be done that venues out and yeah et cetera et cetera but then um I guess even being under 21 we were playing some bigger venues but even at the time it was that was the golden gig back then is getting to play in an actual bar setting and uh so now it, the kids are just kind of skipping that entire thing yeah. and they're they're going straight to these venues which is really cool to see um and then you know it's always good for bands to go back to their roots if they started out in the independent scene and and doing stuff you know not too big for their britches doing you know smaller house shows and stuff like that it's always fun to go back to that
0: you know i raised my sons on going to warp tour or keeping that ear out for their music taking them to their shows uh, my my oldest son is 26 now. I have a grandson of my own, which is crazy. But I remember taking him to like Black belt Bride shows, Fallen in Reverse shows, Motionless and White shows, and him turning me on to his music as I turned him on to mine. It was always a, if I go to yours, you go to mine, with no argument type deal. And I got to say that the shows that he would take me to those fans were as hungry as us old heads were like they it's just it it feels like a disservice to say that the younger generation doesn't like music
3: yeah exactly no they're there they want to do it's it's a it's kind of a trade-off like me and my dad for instance he would take me to see like robin trower um and like thin lizzy tribute and stuff like that and that opened my eyes to all kinds of stuff that i never would have done otherwise um and then I would take him in return. I would take him to see Less Than Jake and Alkaline Trio and stuff, which he ended, oh, up yeah. lo- ended up liking them. But um, yeah, he would always be the one that would be the oldest guy in the crowd, but he'd go up and hang out with the band and I'd introduce him to, you know, some of the local openers and stuff. And yeah, I think it's that. Oh. And he, I introduced him to other bands as well that were actually from his era. I introduced him to the replacements, saw nice. them at, at Penn's Landing and, and stuff. So it's, it's a good trade-off of the young and old to get each other's music.
0: I'll never forget taking my oldest son to see uh, *Fallen in a Reverse* and *Black Velvet Brides*, and the, the the circle pits and the pits that happened. And I remember not being able to touch the floor, being in front of the stage, and then ending up on the right or the far left side of the stage without moving, just just the way the crowd moved you. Oh yeah. And then I remember, wh- like, kind of coming to my wits a little bit and realizing there was a whole like dad area that way like, <laughs> exactly. just let the kids run and just there, there was a dad area but yeah. um as far as honey i'm homeless could you walk us through a little bit of the creation of the band how long you guys have been together maybe a little bit of your history
3: yeah definitely um for me i i started a band back in 2012 called urethra franklin um and we we're starting to get
0: that's a great name, a name n-
3: national no- <laughs> notoriety at the time um we had a a video that was actually on mtv and we we were climbing up the rails pretty quick and uh we were the regular band at le grand fromage in atlantic city and the boneyard and we we played there probably every week maybe twice a week um and it it got us into other things but then the band kind of fell apart and then uh i was looking for new members to do basically what was supposed to be a solo project i i basically i write all the songs I write all the parts guitar bass drums and then i kind of bring in guys to do the live show so with this band um i met al olivero on drums and he was in a in a billy joel tribute band and grateful dead tribute band and all these tribute bands and i just kind of saw how he could change his drumming style to whatever was happening and i was like man i gotta have this guy in the band so i asked if he would audition for me and listen to the record and Uh, i had a a demo of a new record on the way at the time too and he listened to him i think once all the way through got everything down Mm -hmm. pat and i was like you know i'm gonna take this guy out i had uh, my original bass player wasn't working out with him and then um we basically decided you know it's not gonna be a solo thing anymore it's gonna be called the name of my solo album which was honey i'm homeless gotcha so that's where we that fell into that name and then um yeah, 16 bass players later we, we have our, our good bass player now tyler morales and and uh it's the most fun we've had so far
0: now your last album came out last year which was remission i'm just pulling up this, the tag for remission impossible um tell us a little bit about that like how's the reception for that been are you guys looking on adding more soon for that
3: yeah that one was um kind of a half and half mix of songs that i'd written and demoed all the way back in 2010 did some in 2014 uh 2016 20, all just basically eight years of not wanting to put certain songs out and wanting to perfect them and do all this stuff and we were playing them live but i was like you know there's got to be a better way and i'm a recording engineer for a living so for me I i just wanted to I mean, I was listening to them way too much, and that was what was killing me. So I decided to bring in some outside help. Mm-hmm. Went up to a uh, Victoria Seagriff up at Rojo Sound Studios in uh, Kenilworth, New Jersey. She did the drums, and they came out awesome. I did everything else at home. That entire record is all me playing uh, guitar, bass, piano. Um, What's I playing on that? Banjo, some other stuff. Um, and then um, Al came in, recut the drums. Did everything and we put it all together so it's it's definitely a journey of it's a lot of different genres it's a lot of uh whatever was going in my head at the time but it's kind of like basically 10 years of just feeling a certain way and putting them all together in this basically a compilation
0: now as far as the recording of it like how long did the recording take like did you record it over the years or was there a certain
3: period of time that
0: you guys actually committed to the studio
3: yeah i recorded the first demos between 2011 and 2015 um, and then i took a break for like three and a half four years almost um where we just played live and didn't do any recording and then um then i kind of just hunkered down and and recorded the last ones it was probably about maybe about a year and a half before we released it so probably probably right before COVID I think is when we got the first tracks done. And then I was, then during COVID I'd, you know, listened to them thousands of times and tweaked them and you know, got them close.
0: So I, I got to ask you, because when I found out, I kind of flipped out because it's my favorite place on earth. I heard that you guys, at least some of you are Wildwood kids. Am I correct?
3: Yes, I, I definitely am. Um, you know, born and raised basically. Um for most of my life.
0: What part of Wildwood are you in?
3: Uh, I was in on by the bridge. Like when you come over the bridge.
0: Okay, in so Wildwood. you're down in North Wallow.
3: Uh The opposite side. Like oh. over by the crest.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like I I remember when I was a kid. When I say kid, 19, 20 years old. There was Holly Beach Mall, which had a million like little clubs involved in there. And there was like always a million live places to play. How is the music scene in Wildwood anymore? Like, I, I know you guys have the Blues Festival, which I'm like excited about because I come down every year for that. But
3: yeah, that that's usually not too bad. It's it's definitely cover oriented more than anything. Um, there is a couple places that, like uh, Cattle and Clover. in in midtown they they let us play original shows there we get friends of ours from bands all over the country and we play nice usually once a year we call it the hometown throwdown and we do that um so far it's not booked this year it might be booked for the end of september but um we usually just get some people together and um you know one of the biggest shows at least original shows in that area we try to get that once a year
0: please keep me up to date on that one i definitely want to check that out but definitely yeah, I mean, it felt like, and maybe I'm wrong, it felt like there used to be a lot more places to play live music in Wildwood.
3: Oh, yeah, there, there used to be a ton. We we used to play at the Stardust. That's torn down now. Um, there's a bunch of places that were in North Wildwood. Um, Westies, which is now called the Inlet, they used to have bands all the time. It's, it's still a cover band and DJ-oriented place, but um, yeah, the really original music scene just uh, doesn't exist. Back in the day, we had a couple places that used to let... Us. We had uh, the Wildwood Rec Center. Um, we had the fire halls, stuff like that. And that was pretty much the only place original music was allowed. Um, but some places are opening up. We did a, a cancer benefit at Mud Hen. They let us play there, which was great. Um, so every you know, now I, and I then...
0: just noticed that last year pulling into town Mud Hen. How long has Mud Hen been there now? Like,
3: I want to say six seven years because
0: i usually come over the north bridge so i don't see it coming into town but it's yeah i I went out and bought like six packs from the local liquor stores in town but um i did pull up next to a red light uh staying a while like two weeks ago and noticed that they had live music out there already which is great i mean i like to see the outside but as far as the weather is concerned, I'm sure Wildwood's like thrown for a loop right now. For the past two years, it's been mild in June.
3: Oh yeah, that and every holiday it rains torrentially. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a Jersey thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as is there any shore points that are good for the for the original music scene? I mean, I, we have feels like everybody that lives in Jersey has their own shore point that they go to.
3: Yeah, but, I I think the. I mean, Wildwood has been the place that most places have led. There's two or three venues that are, you know, they every now and then, but they don't really make it a thing. Kate May has a very regular open mic at the Mad Batter, which is always fun to kind of work new stuff out, and um, there's a lot, always a lot of people we know there, so I just kind of get up and work out some new songs and stuff I've been trying out. And um, other than that, yeah, there's it's really just no want or you know need according to the managers of these places for original music around here so uh forces us to go elsewhere and meet some new people up the road
0: yeah i hear you and i mean mad kudos to the the landis theater casey rays that that had you and a plethora of other original bands they were you guys involved in that bamboozle show that they had a couple weeks back
3: yeah, yeah, actually. We um, we got offered the first one, which is supposed to be at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. We had a scheduling conflict, weren't able to make that. Um, so we decided, okay, we're going to definitely do the Landis one. Um, and that was a blast. The staff there is great. We had so much fun. People seemed to like it. And uh, yeah, it was really a great thing that they did for us to be able to have a stage and get some photos and press materials yeah. and stuff for that. So that, that was really cool of them to do. Yeah,
0: big shout out to Ray uh, Mamrock and the rest of the Landis crew um, for doing that. I, unfortunately, I had work things to do that day, but um, yeah, I I love the Landis. Um, any other favorite places to play in Jersey?
3: Oof, my favorite is probably Dingbats and Clifton. I think you know the
0: last band, <laughs> uh, the last band that was on Monkey Wrench was talking about Dingbats.
3: Yeah, my, my whole family, extended family, my mom, everybody is from Clifton. So gotcha. I have usually when we play there, have its entire family reunion. And uh, we actually shot our music video for our song Jade from the last album at uh, Dingbats. So gotcha. it's kind of a it's one of the home bases for sure. And yeah, it's it's a great place. Great sound. Just a blast over there. I Young know Eddie
0: Trunk is there frequently. Um, yeah, a lot of the metal show guys are make that a home base and i heard that you know there were other places up in that area like the brighton bar that fell apart and some other it, you know it, oh, it's yeah. a damn shame that's just the way jersey's been going
3: yeah we had a blast we played there um saw john Casby in the first gun is one of my favorite local bands they were there um i forget who we played with but um yeah no we we liked it over there it, we were sad to see it go there's a couple places that i think recently just stopped that we had fun at. Um, can't remember the other one that just closed. I remember, Oh, uh, knitting factory. We played there all the time in Brooklyn and, uh, and that's no longer there. So it's, it's a shame, but hopefully we find some more spots in the city that, that that's our new home base really is New York city and North Jersey.
0: Now, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what you had said earlier, uh, as far as being an audio engineer, is, is that your, uh, do you own your own business with that? And is there any way people can check into that?
3: Um, yeah, it's mostly freelance right now, but I'm, I'm the head sound engineer for Congress Hall in Cape May. Um, nice. I do a lot of that stuff, do corporate stuff and hotels and, and things like that.
0: And how, how busy is that? I'm sure you're like...
3: Oh, yeah. But between that and trying to figure <laughs> out when to play shows compared to the schedule is a nightmare but uh yeah it's definitely busy for sure
0: well let's talk about upcoming gigs for honey i'm homeless what do you guys have coming up i know you guys have a full schedule
3: yeah we have uh the first one is july 23rd we're playing at the nail in ardmore pa
0: great uh, place man uh, The the owner, chris is a fantastic guy
3: we've actually never played there before so this will be our first time and uh i'm hoping everything's great and um Yeah, we're really excited to get back into PA. We've had some hard times playing in Philadelphia over the years and um, banned from a venue for various things. I (laughs) could ban twice from a venue. Um, But I
0: don't don't mean to cut you off, but I will preference anybody coming out to the Ardmore Show, get there early. It is a a smaller venue, so make sure you get out there early. Get your spot ahead of time because it's just – it's a very intimate show, which is one of the things that I absolutely love.
3: Okay. That's good to know. um, Yeah. And there's a, uh, what's the next one after that? I think after that we're, we're recording um, in the studio for the new album, um, which I've been working on. I have one demoed out. Um, We're hopefully going to release that by like next July, next August. Um, The other one is for Jerry Ryan. He has a festival. Um, called the Elephant Talk Indie Music Festival.
0: Where is that? Lo- I, I feel like I've I that one. Know like
3: that. He just changed it to a Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Okay, and that's that's Friday, October thirteenth. We're on. We're actually the first band on that. Five twenty. Um, I think it might have been pushed back, but either five o'clock, five twenty, something like that. Um, yeah, that's at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. That's Friday, October thirteenth. And then uh, between there, we're going to be definitely doing some shows um, in the Baltimore area and stuff. We're just locking those down now. So we're, we're going to do kind of nice. like a a mini tour of Baltimore, Virginia, um, maybe northern PA.
0: A lot of cool places out there.
3: Yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at some places. Um, one in Crofton, Maryland called. Uh, uh, you can edit that out. I don't remember the name of the venue, but we're uh, hopefully going to play there at the beginning of August
0: nice but yeah i mean it's as far as you guys like you guys really drew my attention during that casey ray's show just because of how you connected with the audience and how like it it seemed and i heard nothing but good things as far as like there was a group chat and everybody was so great on the group chat because i have a lot of friends that were involved in those shows as well and i heard that like everybody kind of connected with everybody and it was a great thing to have as far as networking was concerned
3: yeah definitely that that was good to to get all the details straight and and we all connected over various things and there was a couple people that you know were a problem but they got removed pretty quick um as there is with everything (laughs) but uh yeah no that was that was great to be able to connect and even then we've we played some shows with some of the other break contest bands we played with a band called misery they did the break we played with them up at dingbats Um, and we're uh, in fading radiance we just played with them at the landis and so we're all kind of connecting with each other the bands that are similar in our genres and we're, we're starting to put some tours together and stuff so that was definitely a good jumping off point to get some more shows and hopefully some more listeners
0: now, as far as you guys are concerned, any social media pages, websites, those kind of things?
3: Yeah, everything is on uh, honeyumhomeless.com. You can definitely find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok. We just made one. I don't know how to use it yet, but they're teaching me how. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but uh, Twitter, you can find everything on honeyumhomeless.com for sure. But uh, <laughs> and on Instagram, especially, that's where we're most active. That's at nj
0: Nice. So, brother, thank you so much for hanging with us tonight, man. I'm really, really excited to see where you guys are coming up next. And you said the very next event is where?
3: That's at uh, the, the Nail in Ardmore, PA. That's July 23rd.
0: Looking forward to that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, brother, thank you so much for being with us.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Have a great rest of your week.
3: All right, you too. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks. See ya. All right, guys, there it was, Honey, I'm Homeless. Man, if you get a chance, check those guys out, man. Really, really awesome. Um, newer sound, and uh, guys, just excited for a lot of the stuff that's coming down the pike. Uh, like I said, and as we announced on this show, August 12th, we have a show, a 90s tribute at Sweeney's. Uh I do feel that Monkey Wrench might have been a little uh, confused on <laughs> exactly there. There was a lot of bands involved in the beginning of the week, but now we have a full lineup. It is an Allison Chains, Green Day, and Foo Fighters tributes that will be rocking us. We'll be having Nimrod. We will be having the band Wood for their debut appearance, guys. I am very excited. Allison Chains tribute, very first show, will be a Rock and Roll Union event. And then we'll be having monkey runs as well. Really excited to have all three of those guys with us. Uh, Guys, make sure you get out. Check out some live rock and roll. There's a lot of good stuff going on this week. And until next time, don't just leave it. Leave it better. Have a great rest of your week, guys.